0: Welcome to the podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse Tabernacle. You can find out more about our church at LighthouseOfMaslin.com or join us for worship Sundays at 11. We pray this message will be a blessing to you. Doesn't it feel good to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Come on, I feel joy in this place. I feel faith in this place. I feel peace in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like there's just a, a remnant of what happened on Friday night here in the atmosphere. God moved in that youth service and touched so many young people. There was such great faith in that room. Lord filled three young people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Those young people stayed in that altar for a good hour. Crying, praying, weeping, seeking the face of God. Boy, I feel that same expectation and anticipation in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen? Amen. If you turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 36. Isaiah 36, and we're going to read verses 1 and 2. have it. Say amen. Now it came to pass in the 14th year of King Hezekiah that Sennacherib king of Assyria came up against all the defensed cities of Judah and took them. And the king of Assyria sent Rabshaka from Lachish to Jerusalem unto King Hezekiah with a great army. And he stood by the conduit of the upper pool in the highway of the Fuller's Field. I want to preach to you with the help of the Lord this morning, the remnant of Judah. The remnant of Judah. Would you pray with me before you're seated? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful to be in your house today. God, we need you. I am asking you right now to pour out of your spirit upon all flesh Lord, I'm asking for faith, Lord Jesus, to fill this house here today. God, I'm asking you, Lord, that your anointing would destroy every yoke of bondage, every yoke of fear, in the name of Jesus Christ. uh, Lord, give us liberty in the Holy Ghost today. In the name of Jesus, move on us this morning, Lord. Open our minds, open our hearts to receive what you have for us today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to give honor to your pastor and your bishop today. Love and appreciate these men of God. And uh, so thankful for their leadership, for their words, for their examples. I'm just thankful to have men like this in my life. Amen. Amen. This passage here talks about the defensed cities. Of Judah and how the adversary had come against these defensed cities I know that's not really terminology that we use today uh, but I just I want to take a minute here and just explain to you what defense cities are in our life defense cities are things in our life that are established Things that we are not fearful of losing. Things that we consider to be rock solid. Things that we have spent years and time establishing in our life. That's why they're called defensed cities. Because you've taken the time to lay a foundation. You've taken the time to put a hedge around it. You've taken the time to build defenses to do whatever it takes to protect it. And the Bible says that it was the defensed cities, these established places, these places that had become a part of the permanent landscape of the kingdom of Judah. The adversary had come against the defence cities and taken them. Last year or I'll say over the last 12 months I guess we're about at the 1 year anniversary of covid over the last 12 months we have watched defense cities come under attack in our life right come on you got to talk back to me i know your parents tell you don't talk back but the preacher says talk back talk back to me We have watched defense cities come under attack in our life. Things that we thought could never be shaken. Things that we thought were established forever. People that we thought were established. Pillars in the faith. We've all watched people over the last 12 months walk out the door that we thought would never walk out the door. We've watched families be shaken that we thought could never be shaken we watch things and people institutions in our life even that we consider to be a part of the permanent landscape of our life come under attack and be shaken in the last 12 months and it grips me to say it shakes me to say that some of them we watched them fall amen is it just me or did it happen here Everywhere I've gone, I'm just going to tell you about this message that I'm preaching to you today. I wrote this message probably five or six years ago. I preached it one time. And I came here the first Sunday of this year. And when I left, the very next week, the Lord brought me back to this message, kind of had me go through it and revamp it a little bit. And the Lord began to show me things that I had never seen before in this text and in this message. This is my eighth time preaching this message this year. Ha, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong in this room. And every time the Lord has used this message as a transition point for a church that was trying to break into revival, but that had been hitting a wall. And I'm telling you that this is not an ordinary Sunday. But God has marked this Sunday on his calendar as a day of transition in this church. You've been hitting up against a wall. You've been asking God for harvest. You've been asking God for miracles. And I am telling you right now here in today that you should not, would not, better not sit idly by as the word of the Lord comes forth because God has stepped into the atmosphere of this service uh, on this Sunday morning uh, to challenge the church uh, and say I am ready uh, to move forward into revival Uh, and it's time for you uh, to break through every barrier uh, every opposition uh, every hindrance uh, that has caused you to be stationary in the path Ah. we watched as defense cities were shaken the last 12 months marriages families homes. Probably many of you have experienced defense cities fall in your own life. I remember the first time I went through a defense city falling in my life. I was only five years old. My mom and dad began to split up, eventually got a divorce. I know there's probably a lot of people in here that grew up in broken homes children of divorce. That marriage was supposed to be a defense city in my life. It was something that I counted on. It was something that I considered to be established, something that I never thought would move, something that I never thought could be shaken. And see, when defense cities fall, we begin to question the ground that we are standing on. We begin to question the foundation on which our faith is built when defense cities fall. So it was no small thing when you read this text, and it said the defense cities of Judah had fallen. (laughs) Over the last 12 months, we have seen things that we thought could never be shaken and could never be moved fall before our very eyes. And the only thing left standing was Jerusalem. And here comes the adversary straight to Jerusalem. The last city. The last stand. Well, you would think he'd be satisfied with the damage he had already inflicted. But no. He was looking for total annihilation of the people of God. He was looking for the total demoralization of faith in the people of God. He wasn't willing to allow Jerusalem to remain standing. He wanted it all. Jerusalem must have felt small that day when those armies marched up to the wall and began to threaten them. And I know that some of you today feel the same way that those people fell on the wall. You're standing there at the top of the wall, wondering, is the adversary going to take this last stand? Is the adversary going to take this last thing that I'm holding on to? Let me tell you about Jerusalem. Jerusalem was very important. It represented the epicenter of faith for the people of God. Let me tell you, when the adversary has wrecked everything in your world. The next thing he's coming for is your Jerusalem. He's coming for those intangibles. He's coming for that foundation of your faith. He said, I wrecked your marriage. I wrecked your kids. I wrecked your family. I wrecked your finances. Now I'm coming for your faith. I'm going to come after your doctrine. I'm going to come after your righteousness. I'm going to come after that gospel message. Everything that you ever built your faith upon, now, I'm coming for it. I'm coming for your Jerusalem. Those people stood on the wall that day as the adversary began to mock them and threaten them and shout up to them. Some of you have gone through that same experience in your life. You felt like you've already lost so much and here's the adversary just trying to knock down the foundation of your faith. Uh, Well, I got news for you, friend. Uh, That remnant of faith that you got, uh, that remnant of hope that you got uh, standing up on the wall of your Jerusalem, uh, it's the only thing that you need uh, for victory in your life. Uh, I don't care what the enemy uh, is shouting at you. Uh, I don't care how bad it looks in your situation. Uh, You just stand Up there on the wall Because victory is already on the way That remnant of faith that you got Is exactly what God needs to move on your behalf You know why the enemy came for Jerusalem? Because he understood the power of a remnant Every time the children of Israel would take new territory in the Old Testament, what did the Lord always command them to do? He would always tell them, don't leave a remnant of the inhabitants there. He said, go in and completely occupy that space. I don't want you to leave a trace of, of that culture there. I don't want you to leave a remnant of anything that was there before you got there. Because the power of the remnant works both ways. Paul said, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. That means it only takes one foothold in your life for the enemy to know that he's got you. That little concession that you've made in your life. That one area of your thought life that you haven't surrendered to God. That room in your heart that you got the door closed on. That area of your living where you say, God, you don't have access here. You know what that is? That's just one little foothold in your life that the adversary has. And the adversary knows as long as he's got a foothold in your life, you will never have victory. But the remnant works both ways. And that's why the adversary was terrified of Jerusalem. It looked like a wasteland in the nation of the people of God. Jerusalem was the only thing left standing. But the adversary said, I'm not satisfied with all the defense cities that I've taken out. I'm also coming for Jerusalem because the enemy understood as long as Jerusalem is standing, my kingdom is in jeopardy. As long as Jerusalem is there, I don't yet have the victory. Hey, friend of mine, you may feel today... Like you're standing on nothing. Like you're holding on to nothing. Like that remnant has no value. But I've come to tell you that that Jerusalem that you are hanging on to is everything you need to have victory in your life. It's why the enemy is coming after your faith. It's why he's coming after your righteousness. It's why he's coming after your doctrine. It's why he's coming after your thought life. Because he's terrified of the remnant. of faith in your life. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Mm. The adversary showed up at the wall. Bible says he stood by the conduit of the upper pool and he began to shout to the people on the wall stay with me he knows that they got a wasteland in their view and you know what he starts promising them a better future he says i'm going to give you what you want if it's land you want, I'm going to give you the land that you want. If it's money that you want, we got all the opportunity. The king of Syria owns everything. There's nothing that we can't offer you. You know what he was looking for? He was looking for a price tag to get them to come down off the wall. So whatever it is that you need, we got it. We got women. We got money. We got land. Yeah, everyone looked at me like, what? But that's how the adversary works. See, because he knows what it is that you've been looking for in your peripheral view. He sees you when something catches your eye. He sees you when some glimmer in the world uh, catches your vision and he stands down at the wall, at the base of the wall of your Jerusalem, and he says look, if you want another family I'll give you another family, if you want another spouse, I'll give you another spouse if you need another job, I'll give you another job, if it's a promotion you're looking for, I'll offer you a promotion if it's fame you're looking for I'll offer you fame, if you just want to get rid of righteous living, that's no problem, you can do that in Syria whatever it is that's vexing your spirit up on that Wall. Huh? We can offer it to you here in Syria. Woo, it's quiet in this room. It got so quiet, Siri thought I was talking to her. The rocks cry out. Siri cries out. Hmm. But the Bible says that when they stood on that wall and those men began to shout at the men on that wall, you know what their leader said? He said, hey, don't talk to them. He said, I speak the Syrian language. He said, why don't you talk to me? I don't want them to hear what you're saying. You know what Rob, Rob Shaka said? Boy, that's a name, isn't it? Rob Shaka. He said, I didn't come to talk to you. He said, I came to talk to them. You'd better be careful of any voice uh, that begins to talk to you and influence you in your life, uh, that circumvents the man of God in your life. Uh, you can rest assured uh, that voice has come from the camp of Syria to destroy you and coax you off the wall of Jerusalem. Uh, he said, I didn't come to talk to you, man of God. Uh, I came to talk to your people. Uh, I came to talk to your saints. Uh, I didn't just come uh, to cut the head off of leadership. Uh, but. But I came to steal the body uh, for the kingdom of Rabshaka as well. Uh, I came uh, to incorporate you uh, into us. Uh, I came to coax you uh, off the wall uh, and assimilate you uh, into what we got going on uh, in Syria. Uh, we want your talent. Uh, we want your anointing. Uh, we want your commitment. Uh, we want your finances. Uh, hey, uh, we're going to go around the man of God uh, and we're going to invite you into the kingdom of Syria hey, I've been coming here long enough to say I'm preaching better than you're responding but I know what that silence indicates some of you didn't wear your steel-toed boots today And as this word is stepping on your toes, you're afraid if you make a little too much noise, you're going to highlight yourself and say, "Uh uh-oh, that was for me. Uh Uh-oh, the Holy Ghost is reading my mail. Uh Uh-oh. But you know what the people on the wall did that day? The Bible says they looked down at Rabshaka and his men hear this and they answered him not a word not a word Hey hear me today, I'm not smart enough to outsmart the enemy with my wit, I'm not smart enough to engage the enemy and come out of that negotiation unscathed. When the enemy tries to bring me into a negotiation, I answer him, not a word, not a word, not a word. I've come to tell you today, if the is at the base of your wall trying to get Get you down. Uh, answer him not a word. Uh, don't engage. Uh, now one text message. Uh, now one response. Uh, don't let your mind go down that road. Uh, don't engage uh, with Rob Shaka. Uh, he's trying uh, to destroy uh, your future. Sure. Hezekiah, he was smart. He knew that he was outmatched, outnumbered, outgunned. Any of you ever feel that way before? The enemy starts attacking your life, and you're like, whoa, I'm outmatched, outnumbered, outgunned. I don't got what it takes. Hezekiah responded the way we need to respond when the enemy shows up in our life and tries to destroy us. He went to the house of God and he said, God, I'm going to lay out my petition before you. Uh, this is what we're facing. Uh, this is what we're dealing with. Uh, these are the defense cities that have fallen. Uh, this is everything that's going on in my life right now. Uh, God, all I got uh, is this little remnant of faith, uh, this little remnant of Judah, uh, this little remnant of hope. Uh, God, uh, we can't take them. Uh, God, we don't have the manpower. Uh, we don't have the arsenal. Uh, we don't have the strength. Uh, we don't even have the morale uh, to come against the avenue in our life, but God, if you'll intervene, if you'll step into the situation, God, I know that we can walk out of here with victory and a shout. Hey, you know what he was doing he was bringing that little remnant that he had and he was laying it out before the Lord he was saying God I've done everything I can to have revival I've done everything I know to reach this city God it seems like every time we push every time we sacrifice every time we try Rob Shaka shows up at the wall and begins to steal from us begins to rob us God this is the remnant of my faith. I need you to step in. I want you to notice his positioning. The Bible says he stood at the conduit of the upper pool of the highway of the Fuller's Field. He was threatening their water source. I began to study that map and look and see where that upper pool was and try to find how those conduits flowed in and out of that city and through that city. And I'll be honest, So I just asked God, I said, God, I said, that I know there's nothing in your word by accident. Why is this in here? <laughs> he said, oh, you're missing the point. It doesn't matter which way it was flowing or where it was coming from. The threat was he was looking to disrupt the flow of water. Because if the flow stopped, everything that they had in that upper pool would become stagnant. The adversary knows if he can, if you come to the house of God and you can just sit, well, this is comfortable. No wonder y'all sit the whole time. And you can just sit on the word and sit on the worship and not engage with the flow of the Spirit. Do you know what you've done? You've given him access to the conduit. And he's disrupted the flow. You know what needs to happen today? You need to get your flow back. You need to get your flow back. You need to get your flow back. You need to make a decision. God, it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. The last 12 months, I want my flow back. I want that spirit to move in my life every single day. I want it to nourish my soul. I want it to lift up my faith. I want it to touch my family. It doesn't matter what the adversary is threatening. I got to get my flow back. I need it to flow. In my prayer time, I need it to flow in every service. I need it to flow in my children, in my marriage, in my finances, in my home. God, I gotta get my flow back. (laughs) How many of you know that God responds to the remnant? (laughs) You can read through the word of God and you will see how powerful the remnant is. How many times did God just use a little something to turn everything around? He used five loaves and two fishes to feed thousands. He took 300 men and gave them a victory against thousands. He took the jawbone of a donkey in the hand of one man and defeated a Philistine army. Friend of mine, you may think you're holding on to nothing. You may think your life is in pieces and everything around you is destroyed. You're looking at the ruins of your defense cities this morning. But I got news for you that Rembrandt. Of Judah that you brought back in the house today. Uh, at one time you lifted your hand. Uh, at one time you shouted Amen. Uh, at one time uh, you felt uh, a little dance in your step. Uh, it's that remnant. Uh, it's that remnant. Uh, it's that remnant uh, of Judah uh, that God uh, is going to use uh, to turn things around uh, in your life today. Uh, Isaiah 37. 31 through 37. Mm -hmm. I want you to stand to your feet. I'm not done preaching, but we need to move around a little bit. I'm telling you, this is a prophetic word. What I'm reading to you right now is a prophetic word for the church. And you are part of the church. Mbatorobosha. And the remnant, look at your neighbor and say, that's me. And the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah. You know what that means? The remnant that was not part of the carnage. The remnant that was not destroyed in all previous attacks. The remnant that is still standing on the wall of Jerusalem. That's you. The remnant uh, that is escaped of the house of Judah uh, shall again uh, take root downward uh, and bear fruit uh, upward. Come on. Uh, some of you thought uh, that the greatest things uh, that you had seen in the kingdom uh, were in the rear view mirror. Uh, but I've come to tell you today uh, that the remnant uh, is going to take root downward uh, and bear uh, fruit uh, upward. For out of Jerusalem, that's you, shall go forth a remnant. And they that escape out of Mount Zion, the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall do this. Hey, we don't preach enough about the zeal of the Lord. You know what that is? The zeal of the Lord is when I, is when the power of God is released on your behalf. When God looks down at your mess, at your problem, at your chaos, at your distress, it says, I'm going to release my power and my glory to move on your behalf. I see you're battle weary. I see you're down. Uh, I see you're barely uh, hanging on uh, to a remnant Uh, I'm going to release my zeal uh, into your life Ah. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall do this Therefore, thus saith the Lord Concerning the king of Assyria He shall not come in to this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shields, nor cast a bank against it. Mm. Let me explain it to you. Okay, a lot of you are fearful. You're seeing all the mess that's going on in our world right now, the attack on faith, the attack on the church. And some of you are wondering, how does the church have a future? right here, the zeal of the Lord shall do this. I'm telling you right now that the church does have a future. We may have come under attack the last 12 months but God is putting a hedge around the church. There's not going to be any president, any government, any institution that will ever be able to stop the church. There is no man. There is no power that be. There is no adversary that is ever going to be able to come into this place and wreck the revival that God has promised to do his church in the latter t- he's saying come on Hezekiah don't be afraid they're not even going to be able to shoot an arrow over the wall by the way that he came by the same shall he return and shall not come into this city well I wish some of you would get this today I wish some of you would get this today The enemy has been attacking your family, he's been attacking your mind. been attacking your finances. He's come at you from every single side, every angle that you could possibly imagine. You have come under attack, and you have wore yourself out trying to find the opening, trying to find the entrance place where the enemy is going to be able to gain access to you and your family. But the Word of God says, he shall not enter in. I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, God is putting a hedge uh, around uh, his people for I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake for my servant David's sake you know what God honors the man of God that doesn't forsake the people of God and the kingdom of god mm-hmm. then the angel of the lord went forth and smote in the camp of the assyrians a and score and five thousand and when they arose early in the morning behold they were all dead Corpses, uh, 185,000 uh, dead soldiers, uh, because God said, I'm going to release uh, my zeal. Uh, I'm going to release uh, my angels uh, to fight uh, on behalf of my church. Yeah. Hear it. Hear it. You know why you feel so threatened up on that wall? Because the enemy's got you looking at your resources and what you can do, and what's at your fingertips. But I'm telling you in the name of Jesus that the zeal of the Lord is being released in this hour. You don't have to measure the size of the attack against the quantity of resources that you have at your disposal because God is releasing an angel army on behalf of his people to fight for the last day revival that he has promised to his church. You know what that means? That means victory shall be mine. Sh- victory shall be mine. Victory, victory uh, shall be mine. Uh, victory uh, shall be yours. Hey, hey. I know it's hard for you to see it. I know it's hard for some of you to even believe it. But I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, victory shall be yours. Victory shall be yours. He is going to move in your situation. He is going to move in your family. Victory shall be yours. Hallelujah. All across this house, I want us to lift our hands, lift our voices for just a moment. Come on. Come on, I want you to declare revelation to sweep across this place right now. It's time for the remnant to bring revival it's time for the remnant to bring the return it's time for the remnant to bring restoration come on it's time for you to give this word access in your life right now come on some of you have come under severe attack keep hanging on To the remnant, keep hanging on. To the remnant, don't engage with the adversary. Victory shall be yours. Hallelujah. I'm going to open up these altars this morning. I'm going to invite you to begin to come. Come on, I don't know what you're going through today, but I know that there is victory in this altar. I know that there is victory in the house of God. There is victory in Jerusalem today. Some of you got extended loved ones that you feel are just outside of your reach. I'm telling you right now that God is dispatching angels to their location here this morning. Come on, some of you need to begin to declare the harvest that God has promised. Uh, Come on, let's get our flow back today. Let's get our flow back today. Let the Holy Ghost move on you. Let the Holy Ghost begin to speak to you this morning. Come on, give the word access to every area of your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.